This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm going to see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me. We've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire. I'm going to set up the speaker and I'm going to listen to Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I think this is the best Mike Shope feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good on it and I like his aggressiveness on it. And the bulldog put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mobile wrapping. That was my review of Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Didn't need a spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer. Hello there. Happy Friday. Happy New Year. So much going on. Just right there. This place is so flush with content that we have both the UB Network, and the Niagara Network tonight, competing, dueling college basketball, big four broadcasts. And the Bandits over here, the Sabres tomorrow, the Bills Sunday, bowl games all the time, Ohio State tonight. The Pop-Tarts Bowl is over, but that doesn't mean life ends. I mean, that's just not, that's there's, there's still more to live for. Pop-Tarts got their money's worth. Bowl games are mostly stupid, and many of them that are not the big ones, just you would never know what they're called, used to be where even if they didn't have names specific to a place, you would still know the Holiday Bowl in San Diego. Like you would just, has the show ever sounded older? But you would know if you followed it where these games were. Now, of course, everything is not only sponsored, corporate sponsored, but it changes all the time. And I don't know, like Pop-Tarts, they nailed it. They've got the Pop-Tart, you know, the slots there in the trophy, and will the mascot get eaten and everything? I mean, just a, a, a home run. The other day in here, I think it was Wednesday, was the Military Bowl sponsored by GoBowling.com, which, I mean, maybe you're different, but I just was really not motivated to go bowling right like immediately at that time just the military bowl gobowling.com doesn't have it doesn't have enough for its own name but it's got a sort of latch on to military and what does the military have to do with bowling just 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 wrong but pop tarts for the win one of these days uh here despite ironically with all the different 
sporting events we're talking about that are happening, you know, this huge uh, Bills weekend ahead. It, this kind of been all this been this way all week or for the last three years where you open the door, as I did today, to enter the facility and the lights turn on immediately, like the sensors were not uh, accustomed to having anybody sort of walking through the office today. But, you know, I wasn't uh, too phased. Happens kind of like that a lot these days, uh, certainly during the holidays. Well, here we go, right? Um, I've been talking about the playoff picture all week. And so have you, let's be honest. I mean, so have you. You've been trying to figure out what happens if A, B, and C go a certain way on Sunday. Cleveland winning last night. And how about Cleveland? Let me know if you th- if you think they're for real. 803-0550. I won't have a lot of call windows today. I've got Adam Krautwurst, my buddy from the deep end, fantasy football coming up in about 25 minutes, championship week in fantasy We've got Mike Tanier, NFL Insider, today, and then Sal will join me in studio, by the way, um, which I think is cool, from 5 to 6 today. Might not matter to you, but I, it matters to me. So Cleveland winning means, and please somebody correct me if you think I'm wrong here, because I'm doing most of this myself, just playing around with the playoff machine and a couple of other websites, trying to find interesting scenarios, or like, okay, um, in this case with the Browns, how, do, how could it end where the Browns are not the five? And the only way I was able to keep the Browns out of the five was to make them, I think, the one. Like, they could move up. I'm pretty sure the second-place team in the AFC North will be the five seed and that that is a certainty at this point. So I do not believe the Bills can move up to five. Of course, they could move up to two. And that's what everybody is, I think, as we get here to the weekend, that is what everybody is keyed on, is not, I mean, I shouldn't say everybody, but you've got a team here that not too long ago, two weeks ago, today, we were looking at whatever the odds were, like less than 20% by the odds to make the playoffs. They have not clinched, but I think most people are sort of assuming now here they are, 14-point favorite on Sunday, that they will make the playoffs. There are ways when they where they wouldn't at 10 and 7, at 10 and 7. Um, if you want to know, like, well, how could that happen? I'm not sure which game of the two the Bills have left. Um, if it matters which game they would lose for this, but if the Bills end up at 10 and 7, and so does Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, then I think you're out at that point. I think Pittsburgh and Cincinnati would both go um, if that's how it went. And maybe there's another team, whether that's the Texans, I'm not sure, but there are those scenarios. Still, my point is, I think fans are all about what happens in Baltimore Sunday. You can't assume a Bills win. Of course, they've lost to this team this year, but 14-point favorite, Miami at Baltimore, and I had a friend I was talking to today. He, told, he said he's going out there to the stadium on Sunday, and he's like, it's just going to be so wild, everybody sort of watching the scoreboard, you know, to see how the Dolphins are doing. And, you know, it's probably your phone, right? Like, you'll have, you have your phone right here, maybe even like a Fubo or something where you're watching Miami and Baltimore, and then your people around you are sort of looking at your phone the whole time. You're going to be the guy in, you know, Section 318 that's got the, you know, the, the TV out. And everybody's watching that game along with the game on the field. 
And I think that's where like most people are here that have been paying attention to what's at stake. And I will add to that, I guess, by saying that after talking about this, I think maybe it was Tuesday night uh, in here or Wednesday, late one show earlier this week, I just brought up Miami Baltimore and like, how big is it? Because there's this, it's funny, you know, fans are always, Bills fans are always ragging on the national, their, their perception of what the national media think of the Bills. And I'm often here to try to help because I just off, almost never share that sort of opinion that it's like intentionally negative toward the Bills. You know, anytime somebody tweets, oh, if Patrick Mahomes had done this or whatever, like I just roll my eyes because there's just no logical reason to think anybody you're talking about would be biased against any other team. But that's how a lot of fans look at it. I think, which again, I'm, I'm saying like ironically to people who look at it that way, I think right now, it's sort of, as we've been talking about for two or three weeks, the consensus by far is like the Bills are the dangerous team that's not already locked in, like Baltimore or San Francisco or, you know, even Miami or Philadelphia. Like the Bills are like a scary, absolutely live for the Super Bowl. And and that's, I think, mostly what I, the way I am sensing the the discussions out there, mostly irrespective of whether they get to the whether they get to first place in the AFC East, whether they are able to win the division and host a game or two or three, even. I just feel like it's about who they are. And I certainly understand that. I am well, I'll just say this first. I think if Miami beats Baltimore the Super Bowl is probably dead for the Bills. I mean, think about what they what they would have to do to get there, let alone win it, if they have to go on the road the first week. It's just very rare. Four teams have done this. Four teams in NFL history have won three road games to reach the Super Bowl, and three of those four teams then won the Super Bowl. Do you know who they are? The 85 Patriots who lost historically to the Bears, 46-10, to 10, like a big Super Bowl blowout, legendary team, 85 Bears. New England won at the Jets in the wild card, won at Miami, and then won at the Raiders. Or that's not the right order. Jets, then Raiders, then Dolphins. The Dolphins were kind of, to some extent, a given to win the AFC after winning it the year before with the young, young Dan Marino. And New England kind of won that game easily, and then lost to Chicago. So the the 85 Patriots, the 2005 Steelers won three road games. The middle one is famous for a fumble at the goal line, and Jerome, uh, was it Roethlisberger, made the tackle after Bettis fumbled to prevent like a 99-yard touchdown return, something like that. They They went all the way. The 07 Giants with Eli... Winning in Tampa, then beating Romo in Dallas, and then Favre in Green Bay, and then the undefeated Patriots. That's a run for the ages. And the 2010 Green Bay Packers did it. Winning, where was the wild card game? Um, I'm not sure right now. But then at Atlanta, big Atlanta was good. And then they won at the Bears to make the Super Bowl under Mike McCarthy, beating Pittsburgh in that Super Bowl. I mean, I, I don't remember what I thought about especially like these three more recent teams when the playoffs were starting. 
but I mean, you would have all everybody would have thought it's unlikely that they run the table. Impossible, no. But if the Bills are facing at Kansas City, at Baltimore, at Miami or Cleveland, or I guess Jacksonville, but three road games, good luck. Due respect, good luck. And the other scenario is not only better, it's worlds better. If they can get this win, the Ravens win, and you go to Miami with the division on the line, win it, the two, you're hosting Las Vegas or somebody, then the Chiefs, and they would be, I think, more than a field goal favorite in that spot. They would have won, what, like six in a row, and they've won, including a game in Kansas City. Maybe the Chiefs still look like a team that's kind of falling apart. Here's your here's your game. I loved Sneaky Joe today. Like, if you get the division, would you want Kansas City to have to come here in round two? I mean, that's really a really fun thought. So home to whoever the seven is, it'll be a weak team. Home to maybe the Chiefs or the Browns, again, could be. And then the AFC Championship, perhaps in Baltimore. You know, Baltimore, in that scenario, would have clinched the one this week by beating Miami. So, I mean, that just looks great. I don't think this Bills team is good enough to win three road games in a row in the playoffs against that competition. I don't think really anybody is. I wouldn't expect Baltimore to do that. I wouldn't even expect San Francisco to do that. To me, that's too much to ask. Um, Possible, but not likely. So, so much rides on Dolphins-Ravens. I mean, just so much. The season may very well ride on it. I'm saying it does. I'm saying if Baltimore wins Sunday, it is absolutely 100% on. It is, uh, and if they don't, it is really, really going to be tough. 803-0550 for your calls. Excited about all this, you know, just what we're going to, what the playoff picture is going to look like by um, Monday morning. I mean, there's no Monday night game either this week. You know, part of the, um, I, I guess, it doesn't really matter, but what I would say, part of the optimism around the Bills is since the change at offensive coordinator, how, you know, buttoned up for the most part they've been on offense. Uh, really, what has been different about their offense? The extent to which Joe Brady has turned to his running backs, namely James Cook, for the most part, here in these four games, is it now? And it's just stark to me. Really, really interesting how the Bills have decided to do this. And I just have to say, like, for me, while it's impressive, I mean, Cook has had a couple of really nice games. The last one wasn't one of them. But, you know, against uh, Dallas, right? Like, you're talking about a lot of workload and good performances, mostly. I just have always thought, and this year I'm still not coming off my spot here, that it's a season where you're going to win a Super Bowl this way. Like, I just still, I'm thinking more about how the Bills just do not have a consistent producer beyond Stephon Diggs in the passing game right now, and even Diggs' numbers have come way down. So can they win all these games, or most of them anyway? Maybe there's a one-off where it's a shootout and Allen's throwing 50 passes. But they are the last two weeks, the Bills are throwing way below expectation, and they have been a team 
for three plus, almost four years, that's been the opposite of that. It's not just Dorsey. It's just really been a shift, one that I think 100% that Sean McDermott uh, approves of and maybe even ordered. Like, this, this is... This is the team. You know how it is. We've talked about him and this many, many times philosophically and what his vision here, the kind of words he uses, what he wants it to look like. I think what they've been lately is turnovers notwithstanding. No coach wants turnovers. But what that's what he wants it to look like. So it is by design. It's been enough games now where it's not about who you're playing. They're not all games where the Bills are way ahead. They were not all way ahead all day in Kansas City. They had a lead in Kansas City, but they weren't just, it wasn't a blowout. Charger game, they were losing for much of it. It's not game script. It's not a coincidence. This is who they want to be. And I'm worried for them. Not so much in this game, but even a little bit in this game. How did they lose to New England the first time? Part of the reason was they played slow. And anytime you're a big favorite and you play slow, you're making the underdogs life easier. And that's what happened that day. They gave the Patriots enough of a chance that here it was two minutes to go and they took it and they beat them. And I just don't want that for the bills. It's a, there's a difference between playing slow and being run heavy. It's not necessarily the same thing, but they do tend to correlate. And this team has become run heavy. And that worries me for their chances. Now, if the Ravens win and the Bills beat Miami, which they've done many times next week, then I would look at this very differently because they'd be, they could be a double-digit favorite in the first round against anybody they would play in the 2-7. They'd be, I think, again, more than a field goal favorite at home, even if it's Kansas City in round two. And then you're, you've won how many in a row at that point? And it's, then it's one game for the AFC title. Like, okay, they might end up with game scripts in the playoffs where they can just hand the ball off and Allen sits the fourth quarter or something like that. You know, that's very different. But I do not see them winning these games on the road as a run-heavy team. Just, like, good luck. And that includes next week, right? I mean, that's these are playoff games, basically. Certainly next week uh, is huge, so... I, um, Baltimore has to win. I just, I think that's what so much of this comes down to. Here's Brendan on WGR. Hi, Brendan. Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, I, I heard somebody say something along the lines of being worried more about New England than Miami. Um, New England already beat us. I mean, it seems the Bills tend to maybe struggle a little bit more against the easier teams. Jets beat us. Uh, Giants beat us. We beat Dallas. We beat Miami. We should have beat Philly. We beat Kansas City. So why do we really want the 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 road to the playoffs to be those mediocre teams that we tend to struggle with? The the Giants didn't beat the Bills, but I know why. It it, it feels like they did. It feels like they did. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, but, you know, we didn't play so well there, but it's just it's. I'm comfortable either way, but I, I just. I'm curious. Are, about the would, would you say for yourself though that you actually want them to go on the road? No, no, I don't. Okay. I don't. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I, I don't tend to. I don't tend to feel that the way that they played against uh, the the more mediocre teams are there. They're like I don't think that's something that they struggle with. I think it's just a narrative out there that that um you know they're they're somebody was more worried about the Patriots than they were about Miami, and yet here 
that's the road that they're trying to uh, yeah, yeah. take to the playoffs. Yeah, and, and you're not hearing me say that because I think that would be ridiculous. But it is kind of what I just said, and it's what we've been pointing out all year about their approach on offense. And this is Dorsey too, but like these games where they just are too conservative, especially for Josh Allen. What was when we were talking about McDermott a lot a month ago or even more recently than that? The, the common way of describing the situation would be something like, well, McDermott is wasting Allen, that you can't have the stallion on your team in his prime and play so tight. Game, end game situations, the timeouts, you know, the taking a knee in Philadelphia, all that stuff. I don't need to dredge it back up. But that's really, the Eagle game is not the best example. The Patriot game is, and I just used it, that if you... Just play it safe, so to speak, in these games. You're making the underdog's life easier, and that happened in all those games. Even the Giant game, which they, lucky, luckily for them, won. Denver, you know? So that's really a big part of why I feel the way I do about what's going to happen. I certainly would never get to, would you rather play the Ravens this week than the Patriots because the Ravens are better? I mean, that wouldn't make any sense. So, um... Yeah, like, I can't wait to find out. I mean, I can't wait to find out. Can Allen do enough and avoid the mistakes well enough in close games? I mean, they'll probably be close games. Even this one could. Last week certainly was, and the answer was yes. Despite three turnovers to none, to no takeaways, he was able to do enough. They were in that game to win it. But you don't want to have to win the next five by being down one or two points with five minutes to go, having to drive for a winning score. Like, it's just, that's that's life on the wire. Your odds aren't great of winning every one of these games, and you almost are at that point now where you can't afford, of course, the playoffs are all about that. You can't really afford to lose. All right, well, it's Football Friday. It's coming up on New Year's Eve. Bill's at home on New Year's Eve, an actual 1 o'clock game. What were the odds? Just, I think every time I think about that and say that, I think about just... How how wild that is compared to how it used to be, where they would just always play at uh, at one o'clock. Football Friday on WGR is presented by Tops Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. Adam Krautwurst coming up with some fantasy questions and answers here for Championship Week, Week Seventeen in the NFL, which is the final week in you know most fantasy leagues. Unfortunately, not all, but but most. If you've got, if you're playing next week, I mean, that's that's really, uh, you got to ask yourself some questions. If your league goes to week 18, just how? It is a year where there might not be too many teams, if any, resting guys. Like, there are going to be, there's going to be that possibility. Baltimore, San Francisco, uh, may, maybe the Niners. The Niners probably won't clinch the one this week, but they could. The Ravens can simply with a win. And whoever else, you know, Guys on teams that are bad, like Keenan Allen maybe is somebody where he could play if his team was in it. This, he's already been ruled out for this week, too, uh, for the Chargers. You know you know the point. I mean, week 18 is crazy time with all the, the good players that sit. So Adam will be with me next to talk a little fantasy football. Mike Tanier today, Sal Capaccio for an hour. Should be a great day. This is Mike Shope. It's time for a break. We'll be back in a snap, brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 